Hey guys, welcome. Yes, it is TGIF. It is Friday, April 2nd, uh, 2021. It is Good Friday uh, for a lot of us uh, of the religious belief. And around this time frame, actually about, um, I would say, 45, uh, 48 minutes ago, uh, a lot of us were silent for a few moments because the one thing about you know, Good Friday for a lot of uh, Christians and Catholics and anybody of that religious belief uh, is we have to keep is the tradition is to keep silent, kind of like give a few moments and everything, because according to um, according to a legend or according to, you know, whatever you read and whatever, you know, the way it's told this is when, you know, the crucifixion occurred, you know, to around the two o'clock PM, you know, time frame is when the crucifixion uh, occurred um, on Good Friday. You know, so, yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, basically, you know, give yourself some time on that if you haven't already. Now, with that said, though, guys, welcome. First of all, I want to let you know that if you choose to do so, Super Chats are indeed open, as well as if you want to donate to help me out even more so, Patreon, uh, I, I should say I have a Patreon at BW Rosas. One dollar tier can give get you recognition and a shout out on a monthly basis. And that recognition and shout out, all right, now I want to get to New Jersey artists and Mandu. And the three dollar tier also gives you the shout out and recognition. Same thing, once again, to New Jersey artists and Mandu, who decided to take that next step. And along with the $3 tier, not only do you get that shout out and recognition, but you also get uh, exclusive video content you can't get anywhere else with with the exception being for a limited time over on DeviantArt.com. But but the catch is you have to have a DeviantArt account and it has to be under mature settings. And the, um, the name of the account over at DeviantArt is BVW1979, BVW1979, if you guys choose to want to support me there on DeviantArt as well, but again, also on Patreon, $1 tier gets you a shout out and recognition, and it's only a month, $3 tier also gives you that, like I said, that shout out and recognition, as well as the exclusive content. With that said, um, I first of all, before I really get into this, I want to uh, state that if I do get interrupted in just a few moments, it's because my mom uh, will be calling, um, if you will. She will be calling to check up on things. She usually does that. Sometimes, mostly on you know Friday, she doesn't really do it because the way things are scheduled at her job is uh, basically the students leave early and she and the teachers have the rest of the day to catch up on work, do other things. Or in this case, seeing as though this is the last day before the week-long Easter break vacation, kind of have get-togethers and, you know, have lunch, celebrate, you know, that kind of relax, take it all in, um, if you will. So, yeah, basically, um, if I do have any interruption, it'll be because of, uh, of that. So again, I do apologize if that um, if that occurs. Now, with that said, and let me double check something here on my uh, TV, on my smart TV, if you will. 
Okay, it says I am live. Just making sure, guys. Okay, it says I am live. Just making sure, guys. Okay, just making sure so you guys can hear me. Because sometimes we'll have um, issues and all that. So, like I said, sometimes we'll have issues at times, you know, with the mics and all that. Uh, but anyway, though, uh, yeah, I just wanted to come on here. And as I link this up to the various uh, sites that's going to be that I want people to view it at, like Twitter and, you know, certain places at Facebook. Uh, I want to know how all you guys are doing. I mean, hopefully, like I said, you're having a good Friday on this good Friday, I should say. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, this day because I know for some people it's a it's a four day week. Um, if you will. Uh, it's a four day week. Uh, let's see. I may have gone a little too cuckoo on the hashtags here. <laughs> uh, but let's see what I can do. Let me see. And I can probably just shorten these out for the time being. And then add in another right there. Although it still goes um, over. So I'm probably going to take something else out here. There we go. That might be it. Take out that name. And then live stream. And let's see. What else should we take out? Well, not all of it. Oh, my goodness. That would be way too much. Uh, let's see. Take out that one. One thing about Twitter, and I think hopefully they work on this, is they got to make sure people have uh, a little bit more, you know, opportunities, if you will, to put hashtags and all that than, you know, just what they have. Because yeah, you can't even put Friday vibes in there. <laughs> you can put Friday. Uh, anyway, though, guys, like I said, just wanted to, I'm just linking that up now. And as I do that, let me read off the list of the topics we're going to be talking about here. First topic we're going to talk about, actually, it's news that broke today. It was uh, pretty much confirmed, I think, as of yesterday. That is MLB, Major League Baseball, moves 2021 All-Star Game and draft out of Atlanta. We're going to talk about that because that is something that one of the people that I'm uh, subscribed to on YouTube and I follow on Twitter and Facebook, um, Alex Six, known as just Alex, formerly Deluxe Man, I think it's something that hopefully he'll talk about because, yeah, even I, even I, and I think a millions of others will agree that what was decided here, and I have the article uh, with me right here, but what was decided was not the smart move on um, Atlanta's part, and it definitely shows you that it don't matter who you support pol uh, political wise, both political 
spectrums have the corruptions um, inserted into them. And those corruptions have to be cleansed, as they would say. All right, so we'll talk about that. Then the next topic we'll talk about is one that also broke today. AEW All Elite Wrestling star Chris Jericho to appear on Broken Broken Skull Sessions. You heard me right. AEW star Chris Jericho to appear on Broken Skull Sessions. And in case you're wondering what Broken Skull Sessions is, it is a uh, televised and I think also audio uh, podcast or show that Stone Cold Steve Austin does on a monthly basis or, you know, at least, yeah, a monthly basis, at least once or twice a month, mostly once a month after a certain pay-per-view and all that. And, you know, Austin has, all has, um, for the time being, has had most of his guests be from within WWE, you know, basically be legends, Hall of Famers, current stars and all that. This is the first time that he's getting somebody that used to work for WWE but now works for, I guess you could say, somewhat of the competition in Chris Jericho of All Elite Wrestling. So it's a big, big deal. A lot of people at first thought this was kind of a joke, but it's not. And we'll talk more about that uh, in a little bit. And then number three, Disney Plus arrives on Xfinity. And we have to ask the question, how much subscriptions will increase? Well, yeah, basically how much subscriptions will increase? In case you don't know, this uh, information was made public uh, about several months ago, I think the beginning of the year, where they said Disney was coming on to Xfinity. As a matter of fact, they said this last year at the end, I think around, what was it, the Disney Investors Day in October, November, something around there, I think even September. Uh, They made it clear that Disney Plus was heading to Xfinity and other platforms similar to it. So if you have Xfinity, if you possibly have Cox, if you have uh, maybe AT&T, if they're willing to do something with it, you will get a you will get Disney Plus as a part of that service. We'll talk about that and how much subscriptions could increase uh, because of that, you know, down the line. But we'll also touch upon something else as well. Number four, we'll talk about the NFL making the announcement to do full stadiums for the 2021 season. Now, I know people have already heard this, and they're like, are they crazy? Are they out of their mind? We'll touch upon that in the fourth topic. Number five, we'll talk about new MLP Generation 5, MLP G5, My Little Pony G5 merch uh, info that was released, and we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about, uh, at number six, we'll talk about new streaming services arrive and more to come. We'll get into that. Number seven, we'll talk more on the lustful milk gag returning that I did a, a live stream video on uh, about a couple two days ago. Uh, number eight, uh, we'll talk about this. And this was originally, um, and I kind of go more into depth, if you will, but uh, I, I kind of go more into depth, if you will, at least try to in a Patreon exclusive, Devonaut exclusive video. But number eight, we'll talk about Tails, Miles Prower from the Sonic franchise, uh, the focus of several adult Sonic fan fix. Yes, Tails, Tails, the focus of several very adult fan fix. We'll talk about that. And then number nine, we'll talk about something else. 
and that is adult female-led, no offense, shapeshifter stories on the rise. We'll get into that. And number 10, this is <laughs> this is kind of something that I also kind of touched upon a little bit more so in detail um, in the Patreon DeviantArt exclusives. But here we'll talk about it as well. Um, very strange fetishes to make their presence known in adult films, animated live action in the very near future. We will talk about that, guys. So, you know, so yeah, that's uh, that's going to be uh, really unique um, uh, in the long run, um, if you will. And hello to Nintendo Geek 45 Neturu. And uh, he talks about uh, a response video I did to a comment he said uh, not that long ago. And Nintendo Geek, don't worry. I understand it was just a piece of advice. A lot of us, like I said in that video, you know, should take that kind of advice. But uh, it's kind of hard sometimes when you live with family. And the advice he was giving basically was the fact that when you live on your own, you need to, you know, kind of close your door, maybe block it off, you know, put something there or whatever. I think, excuse me, I think that's what he said. And Nintendo Geek, uh, Nintendo Geek, uh, let me, uh, correct me, I should say, about that at any time. But yeah, he basically gave advice of how to try to do, you know, videos uh, and all that, you know, when family is home, you know. Because if there's one thing that a lot of us probably know that live with our parents, like our mothers and our fathers. Like I live with my mom. I've made that clear very, very much uh, throughout this, <laughs> throughout my uh, videos here on my channel. I live with my mom, so it's a little hard to do sometimes during the summer and during the spring break, like next week and all that, to do videos unless I find a way around them. Like I got to find that unique, you know, opportunity to do a video without her, you know, interrupting. Either it's getting up really early in the morning or staying up really late at night. So, you know, he was just giving advice. And again, it's good advice. But the thing is, you know, I live with a, a, a family. I live with my mom, I should say, to where I could have my door closed here like this. And then she'll be like calling for me and then doing this a little bit, you know, if you will, on the other side. She'll like take the doorknob. And, you know, and be like this, or she'll, like this, and she'll get, like, her fingernail if she has one, because, you know, she does cut them off, like we all should, and she'll just turn the knob a little bit, if you will, as best she can to open the door, because, you know, she doesn't like it closed if she wants to talk to me about something, but she does respect my privacy, that is one thing, but even though she respects my privacy as I respect hers, because one of the things I do uh, when she comes home is after I help her out, you know, get her a cup of coffee to help wake her up because she's tired after a long day. What I do is I come in here after she's kind of semi-settled in, shut my door and let her have her privacy. You know, let her relax on, you know, in the chair on the kitchen table, you know, you know, I, I, not on the, you know, not on the kitchen table, but at the kitchen table. And I let her watch uh, the Kurt Cameron revival that's been going on for the past, I don't know, 60 plus days now uh, that he does on Facebook. So. I let her have her time. The only thing is there are times when she's relaxing, she'll be literally, um, a good, what's a good example here? Uh, 
she'll literally, you know, be on her phone, you know, looking at something and then trying to figure something out. And then she'll want my help. And then sometimes she'll get to a point where she gets stuck and she needs my help. And she'll either call for me to go to her or she'll come over here and open the door to get my to get my attention to help her out. So, you know, that that's the only thing that, you know, I was trying to explain uh, to Nintendo Geek and, and the same to everybody else's that wonders why, you know, why I worry about that. It's mostly due to the fact that, you know, my, it's mostly due to the fact that it's a little hard, you know, to get around sometimes unless you schedule it correctly. Like, if you schedule a live stream really early in the morning, you know, before anybody else gets up, that's the only way you're going to be able to accomplish anything. Or late at night when maybe they're resting and asleep, that's the only way you can accomplish anything. But let me make this perfectly clear. Family is a main priority. They are the first thing that should be should be front and center no matter what. Yeah, you know, there's no doubt it'll take family sometimes, depending, like I said, on who you live with, to get your attention because they want your help. I'm no exception on that. Um, but still, it's, you know, it's just one of those kind of situations where you have to really work around it. Again, like I said, one of the guys that I subscribe to here on YouTube, um, Alex Hicks, you know, just Alex, formerly Deluxe Man, there are times he'll do a live stream and he'll get an interruption. Like he'll get a text on his phone or someone will open up and, you know, like toss something over to him onto his bed. Or one time I can recall he was doing a video and his cousin or somebody came in and sorry for the little uh, lag there. Something just happened. I do apologize. Uh, but his cousin, uh, I remember his cousin came in, excuse me, and interrupted him because he needed, you know, his help with something. He needed his help, you know, in doing something. So, so yeah. You know, so yeah, uh, basically, basically, it's just one of those, um, like I said, s scenarios you just got to work around. And like I said, you know, I'm not the only one that deals with this. <laughs> I mean, even with regular recordings, it happens. Um, for example, Zara Nizarak, uh, Sean McLean of the Multimedia Chronicles, who I follow as well, uh, many years ago was doing a, a retrospective or doing a review on the Sonic Stadium uh, uh, Shout Factory uh, release, the Shout Factory release uh, box set, if you will, of the series. And he ended up getting interrupted by a phone call. Yeah, he ended up getting interrupted by a phone call and he had to stop and then restart his recording because he got interrupted. Oops, <laughs> forgot to um, add the link there. Hold on. Like I said, he had to he had to stop because he got interrupted. Um, um, if you will, he got interrupted during his recording. He did. So it, it it it's not easy either way. Whether you're doing a live stream, or you're doing a um, uh, you know a, a regular recording, you're always going to have to deal with stuff like that, and you got to work around it. Which again, I appreciate the advice by Nintendo. It's great advice, uh, but the thing is, it's just hard to do sometimes. Um, and the other thing too, my mom, just like a lot of moms out there, no offense, and even dads. 
she's curious about things. She's very curious about how certain things, you know, work, how to get around certain things. And if she walks by, let's say she's cleaning the floor or something like that uh, with a floor sweeper. It's a little uh, push broom, if you will, a slider, if you will. You know, she hears me saying something, you know, know, she might be out of curiosity wondering what I'm talking about. And she might, you know, from the door say, are you, you better not be talking about me or you better not be talking about this or that or whatever. I mean, I'm talking about her now, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, she'll wonder, she'll probably point out, hey, you better not say this. You better not talk about that, you know. And, you know, it's a little, and it gets, and it's not, and it doesn't, I'll put it this way. It's not annoying. It's not annoying. I'll make that perfectly clear. But it's just something that, again, you just have to, you know, you know, you have to try to work around and, you know, try to, um, you know, do your best to, you know, accommodate with, accommodate for. But anyway, though, guys, anyway, though, guys, enough about that. I got a little off topic or a little on topic. Um, if you, a little, yeah, a little off topic. So I do apologize about that, guys. That is my fault. That is my fault. I do apologize uh, about that. And uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get into. And hello, Mimi Q, Mimi Q channel, as in the live chat. Thank you. And for those of you that are joining, again, let you know, Super Chats are on. And if you want to donate to my Patreon, it's $1 a month for a shout-out. If you will, $1 tier for a shout-out and recognition, uh, which New Jersey artists and Mandu started out with. And a $3 tier as well for, again, additional for a shout-out and recognition, which Mandu and New Jersey artists stepped up to and did and uh basically it also gives you exclusive video content you can't get anywhere else except on patreon by donating to the three dollar tier as well as if you have a dlnr account and it's on the mature settings you could check out the videos the exclusive videos there but for a limited time so thank you very much to nintendo geek 45 and mimi q channel for joining me in the uh, live chat right now doing this uh, live stream. But anyway, though, guys, without further ado, we're about 20, a uh, little over 22 uh, minutes, about 23 minutes in. So without further ado, if you will, without further ado, let's go to the topics, shall we, at 23 minutes. So we're 23 minutes in. Let's get into the topics. I also wanted to make sure I was in the clear just in case a phone call would have happened or not from my mom, uh, which, again, like I said, she does mostly every uh, day except for Fridays. But once in a while, that does happen. Okay, so let's talk about the first topic here, and that is the MLB, Major League Baseball, moves the 2021 All-Star Game and Draft out of Atlanta. Yeah, now, in case you guys are wondering... And I'm just going to you know, do something right now so this doesn't go into a screensaver. That, of course, be in my television. Um, but anyway. But uh, anyway, though, yeah, let's talk about this. Um, the M- Major League Baseball made the decision to move the, 21, uh, the 2021 All-Star Game and the 2021 draft um, out of Atlanta. And for very good reason, in my opinion and in many other people's opinion, even those that report 
you know, um, you know, on various sports and everything. You know, everybody has agreed that this is a smart move. And here's why. And let me get my glasses on. Let me wipe them clean a little bit first because I know they're probably a little dirty. Probably more so than that. <laughs> Not the best I can do right now. Uh, but basically, yeah, this is the uh, report that ESPN put out. This is by ESPN.com in the baseball section, reported today, April 2nd. And this was reported uh, at ESPN by Adrian Gonzalez. And this is what they report, and I quote, Major League Baseball announced Friday that it is moving the 2021 All-Star Game and 2021 draft out of Atlanta in protest of a new Georgia law that has raised concerns about its potential to disproportionately uh, disenfranchise minority voters. In a statement, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford said the league is, quote, finalizing a new host city in details about these events. Or Okay, let me read that. In a statement, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford said, the, said the league is, quote, finalizing a new host city and details about those events will be announced shortly. Now, now continuing on, uh, according to this report, and I quote, a source told ESPN that the All-Star Game is still planned for Los Angeles in 2022 and won't be moved up to fill the void this summer. This, uh, let's see who's talking about this. Manford, okay, it's Rob Manford that says this. Uh, Manford says this, and I quote, over the last week, we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and MLB Draft, which, if you think about it, is a really good move. Continuing on, and I quote, Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. In 2020, MLB became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan Civic Alliance to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the United States. We proudly used our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. Fair access to voting continues to have our game's unwavering support. Now, I'm about to get into why this is happening right now, why they've made the decision to do this. You know, here's why they did this, and I quote, and this isn't Lamford talking about, this is ESPN, this is Andrian, Uh, Adrian uh, Gonzalez reporting this, and I quote, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed into law last week a sweeping Republican-sponsored bill that includes new restrictions on voting by mail and greater legislative control over how elections are run. The bill, which also famously prohibits the distribution of food and water for voters waiting in line, was signed into law on March 25th with protesters outside the Capitol calling it 
quote, Jim Crow 2.0. Let me reread re that again. Governor, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed into law last week a sweeping Republican-sponsored bill that includes new restrictions on voting by mail and greater legislative control over how elections are run. The bill, which also famously prohibits the the uh, distribution, the distribution, easy for me to say, of food and water for voters waiting in line, was signed into law on March 25th with protesters outside the Capitol calling it Jim Crow 2.0. Continuing on, and I quote, Oh, and I quote, the following day, MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark said that he would, quote, would look forward to discussions around moving the Midsummer Classic slated for Tuesday, July 13th, out of Trustee Park, home of the Atlanta Braves. Five days after that, President Joe Biden, appearing on Sports Center the night before opening day, said he would, quote, strongly support such a decision because of a law he described as Jim Crow on steroids. Now, here's what's interesting. Despite moving the All-Star game, Manford said, quote, MLB's planned investments to support local communities in Atlanta as part of our All-Star legacy projects will move forward. So basically what it is is that, as I said before, you know, at the beginning, when I brought this up as the first topic we're going to discuss, is it doesn't matter who you support political-wise. Both sides have their own corrupt systems. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, you can't put restrictions on how people vote. You know, if they want to vote by mail, that's fine. That's their choice. I once did that for a while because, you know, I felt it was easier. You know, but then I changed it to being in person because of the importance of the election as my family would tell me, uh, it, you know, these elections are. But anyway, you know, this this is probably one of the stupidest moves any political party, state or local-wise, could ever make. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You pretty much screwed yourself, you being Atlanta, a major metropolitan city, a major metropolitan city in the U.S., a city that once hosted the Olympic Games, if you will, in 1996, and Olympic Games that did have some terrorist attempts on it, you know, if we recall right, in 96, from what I remember. But basically, you had, you had the hosting job of the Olympics in 1996. You have hosted Super Bowls. You have hosted Final Fours. You have hosted national championships. You have hosted, excuse me, Special and uh, Special Olympics, if you will, and uh, Paralympics. I'm sorry if I pronounced that name wrong, um, if you will. Par uh, Paralympics, again, I, sorry if I pronounced that name wrong, but you hosted so many events. You've hosted freaking award shows sometimes, like music award shows that get broadcast worldwide and nationally. And yet, your governor decides, decides along with his fellow Republicans, 
to put a to put a bill into law that basically limits how you vote. Now I understand some people may say, well, what he did was uh, what he did was the right right move because you know there's too much controversy from last year's election. All right, fine. Maybe that's a good reasoning. Maybe that's a good reasoning for for doing it. You know, in the eyes of a lot of people, but but still, it's stupid. It's stupid because how can you not realize that what you're doing is you're hindering any chance of your city having some kind of events in the future? Huh? How can you put your city in that you know situation? You know, how can you do that? You can't. That is probably one of the dumbest moves you can make. And you know what's going to happen? This law is going to get so much backlash against it. It's going to end up going from, you know, state, local government to national government. And it's going to go to the House. It's going to go to the Senate. And it's going to be majority of Democrats, Republicans, and independents of all parties. Some, you know, some may be for it. But there's going to be a majority, like I said, of Democrats, Republicans, independents, grassroots, liberals, you name it, that are going to be against it. And they're going to vote for this law in Georgia to be abolished. That's what's going to happen. And the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, he's going to have no one to blame but himself. Again, I understand maybe there's reasonings from his point of view and those that support him and their point of views as to why he did this. But you're basically taking away the rights, if you will, from how people want to vote. You know, I mean, I get it. You know, you feel like we're getting out of the pandemic and everything. We're at the tail end. And by the next election year, which is next year for, you know, state and local seats and governments and, you know, the Senate and House, certain Senate and House seats. You know. You know, I, I, I get you're pretty much saying, hey, by next year, everything should be fine. So you should be able to go out and vote. But still, what he has to understand, and I'll bring this up again later in another topic, is not a lot of people are going to be 100% okay with still going out. They're not. You know, they're not going to be 100%, you know, still sure about stepping outside the door, you know, out into the public or into a crowdedly public area because they don't want to chance the fact that they might get sick, even if they have the vaccine or they don't. I mean, even people with the vaccine still fear that there might be a relapse if they step out. The point is, though, this is the dumbest thing ever. You can have your various reasons as to why it was done. You can have your various reasons in supporting as to why it was done. But still... It is probably one of the dumbest decisions they could ever make. Not just Atlanta, but any you know capital, any state, any state governor could make. It is the dumbest thing you can do. Because you are financially hurting your state. You are financially hurting your local community that you know was looking forward to having that game in the home. I mean, imagine all the festivities that could have happened and you, because of your brash decision-making, decided to take that all away. 
again, what's going to happen here, ladies and gentlemen, is this is going to get so much backlash that it's going to head right. It's going to go out of Atlanta, go right to Washington, D.C. It's going to go before the Congress. It's going to go before the House. It's going to go before the Supreme Court. And despite how they might feel about other decisions, disagree or agree, this law will become null and voided. It'll become null and voided. That's what's going to happen. You know, that's what's going to happen. And Brian Kemp, in the end, him and his Republican Party, his Republican you know, buddies, are going to have no one to blame but themselves. And, you know, I think our governor here in California, Gavin Newsom, has problems. And he does. He's pretty much on the verge of being recalled. You know, we think he has problems. Guess what? Brian Kemp is probably going to be in a similar situation. You know what this does to Kemp? This pretty much kills any opportunity, any momentum he has of getting reelected for next year, you know, during next year's election, I should say. It kills any momentum he would have had by making this decision. And he has no one to blame. He has no one to blame but himself. No one. He has no one to blame but himself for making this decision because it is one of the dumbest moves you can make. One of the dumbest. It is one of the dumbest moves you can make. So in the end, again, I believe what's going to happen is he's going to end up basically you know, losing any chance of being reelected next year. And I think what's going to happen is he's going to end up basically, uh, this law, I should say, not he, but this law is going to end up basically, you know, going straight to Washington, D.C. and being abolished. So if I'm Brian Kemp and I don't want that to happen, maybe I take two steps back and be like, you know what? Maybe that wasn't the best decision. Maybe I should, you know, uh, retract that and, you know, probably do something a little bit differently. Maybe change it up a little bit. But again, this is all on him. This is all on him. I mean, yeah, our governor has made some rash decisions here in California. There's no doubt about it. And which is, you know, which is why he's going to probably be recalled. Well, more than likely. But again, this is probably, you know, the dumbest decision any governor can make. I mean, even the Michigan governor, she's made some stupid decisions too. But yeah, I don't think she'd want to chance the fact that, oh, we got the all-star game in Detroit. I'm going to risk that by saying, by doing this and thus have it taken away from us. I don't think she'd want to do that because she doesn't seem like the kind of person that want to lose money. This guy pretty much screwed Atlanta over and he's got no one to blame but himself. He's got no one to blame but himself. And in the end, like I said, what's going to happen is this is going to end up in Washington, D.C. before the House, before the Senate. And more than likely before the Supreme Court, and it's gonna get abolished. That's what's gonna happen. So let me know what your guys' thoughts though are on the fact that you know the MLB Major League Baseball moved the all-star game out of Atlanta along with the draft to a newer location, but kept the community uh, activities that they promised to help contribute to um, um, it, you know in its you know uh, basically instead there. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are in the live chat. Let me know what your thoughts are in the uh, topics down, in the comments down below after this is all said and done.
All right. So next up on the topic list, we have AEW All Lead Star Chris Jericho to appear on Broken Skull Sessions. That's right. In case you guys don't know, it was announced today that Chris Jericho, a star in All Lead Wrestling AEW, which has AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights on TNT, has AEW Dark Elevation on YouTube on Monday nights, uh, Monday late Monday afternoons, Monday nights, if you will, as well as the same with the following day with AEW Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube. Um, Chris Jericho, uh, basically of All Elite Wrestling, has been announced to appear on the Sunday, April 11th edition of Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the Broken Skull Sessions, as I mentioned at the beginning, is a series of visual, uh, is a series of on-screen and I'm sure audio streamed as well later on, uh, podcast and shoot style um, uh, interviews that Stone Cold does with uh, fellow wrestlers um, in the business, whether it's Hall of Famers, legends, current stars, or even apparently now stars outside of WWE. You know, he's able to bring them on and talk with them. And this basically made a lot of news, uh, made a lot of news, got a lot of people's attention because you're thinking, wait a minute, we thought Chris Jericho was blacklisted from WWE. We thought he was banned. Apparently not. And it definitely shows that Stone Cold Steve Austin has enough pull in WWE now, even though he's not uh, competing anymore, to get people to appear on his show that don't particularly, uh, that don't particularly work for the company. Now it's one thing to work with other companies to get footage, you know, video footage or photo footage of stars that used to work in that company uh, in the past, like with AJ Styles and TNA and, and um, you know, Daniel Bryan as Brian Danielson and ring of honor and stuff like that. You know, that's one thing, but this is something completely different because now you're getting somebody that currently works somewhat for the competition appearing on your show. And again, I guess it shows that he has enough pull uh, in WWE to make this happen. But what I also see here is it's not just Austin that wants this. I don't think it's just Austin. I think it's the people at Peacock. Because here's the thing. Peacock owns the WWE Network now. They own it. And by owning it, they have a lot more say over, you know, what, you know, is on the network than what, you know, WWE used to have in the past. So they could say, hey, you know, we want Austin to interview um, Sammy Callahan of Impact Wrestling. We want Sammy Callahan, you know, the draw to be his guest on Broken Skull Sessions. They could do that. They could say, uh, we want Kishicho Okada. Uh, we want Okada from New Japan to be a guest on the Broken Skull Sessions. They could do that. They can make that happen. They could talk with Austin, say, hey, would you like to do this? Uh, interview this person. He'd be like, oh, shit. He'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, my best a Stone Cold impression. If you uh, do apologize if I butchered it. But, yeah, I could see them discussing things with Stone Cold and Stone Cold being like, oh, hell, man, yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd love to interview that guy. So, you know, there you go. So I think it's more not – so I think it's more than just, you know, Austin – you know, saying, hey, Vince, I want to talk to Chris Jericho. I want to talk with him, you know, on the Broken Skull Sessions on the network. I know he works for AEW, but I like to do it. You know, it's more than just him, you know, getting in Vince's ear 
and Triple H is here and all that to make it happen. I think it's more Peacock than anything. I think it's more Peacock. I really do. And if you don't believe me, I bet you anything. I bet you anything as time goes on, you're going to start seeing a lot more of this. You're going to start seeing a lot more uh, wrestlers outside of WWE appearing as guests to be interviewed and have discussions with when it comes to the Broken Skull Sessions with Austin. I guarantee it. I can almost guarantee it. Because, again, like I said, if they say, hey, we want Austin to interview Rich Swan, of Impact Wrestling, or we want Austin to interview Kenny Omega of All Elite Wrestling. You know, you know, if they want that to happen and Austin's down for it, it's going to happen. So to me, I honestly think, in my opinion, you know, it's more Peacock uh, and Austin collaborating together than it is WWE. Because, yeah, WWE might still have a little bit of pull and everything, but in honesty, it's more Stone Cold and it's more Peacock than anything else. Because let's face facts right now. As we speak, you know, as we speak, Peacock is going through 1,700 hours of content. Well, not 1,700, but 17,000. Yes, not 1,700, but that, that's a lot shorter. But 17,000 hours of content, you know, in the WWE library to see what fits in their standards and practices. You know, to see what they would have to possibly put a disclaimer on and what they could outright remove because of its offensity in their opinion. So, you know, so they're doing that as we speak. And if they're basically having the pool, if you will, without any rebelliousness from WWE about, you know, taking out certain things they feel don't fit into their standards and practices and they feel are too offensive, you know, racially and all that then, you know, they could do that. There's nothing WWE can, can say. There's nothing WWE can do to stop them because they now own the rights for the next five years. They have the rights for the next five years. So if they want Stone Cold, so if they want to go to Stone Cold and say, hey, Stone Cold, would you like to interview AEW World Champion Kenny Omega? Uh, and Austin goes like, oh, hell yeah, I'd like to interview Omega. Yeah, let's make that happen. He can make it happen. Same thing with Sammy Callahan. Same thing with Rich Swan. Same thing with Okada. You know, they can make it happen. They can make it happen. And you cannot disagree with that. Because if they have the pool, they'll make it happen. Which is why I think this whole Chris Jericho thing is more than just Austin getting in Vince's ear and Triple H's ear and convincing them to let him do it. I think it's Peacock. I think it's also Peacock. Because... Think think about it this way, guys. Think about it this way. All right. Think about it this way. And hold on for a sec. We're gonna do something. We're gonna do something. Okay. Just have to straighten something out there. But anyway, think about it this way, guys. Think about it this way. Okay. Let's say, let's say you're a host of a local sports show. You know, of that's on camera and later on audio podcast. Let's say you're a host of a local sports show and the team you mostly focus on is, let's say, um, uh, let's say the Texas Rangers. Okay. And your only priority is to interview the Texas Rangers. Okay. But then let's say the network your show is on gets bought out by a bigger entity. And then through the deal, this entity, this bigger entity has all the say, you know, of what goes on 
you know, what can be shown, what can be talked about out, um, if you will, who you could probably interview or at least suggest who you can interview. Um, let's say that happens. And let's say this bigger entity says to the people that, you know, mainly focus on the Texas Rangers and the players, let's say they go out and tell them, oh, by the way, next week we're going to, we've lined up uh, a player from the Houston Astros for you to interview. And the people on the show could be like, but we, I thought we only did Texas Ranger guys. And the new entity, the new bosses could be like, well, you used to, but not anymore. We're now in charge for the next several years. You're going to basically interview anybody we tell you to because it gives it more appeal, more, more of an appeal. It opens eyes to many more, you know, uh, viewers out there or potential viewers and stuff. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting here. Peacock now has the rights to say whatever they want, do whatever they want, you know, with WWE Network, remove anything they might feel offensive. And on top of that, they have the right to suggest, you know, to people like Austin on who, you know, who he might or who he, you know, probably could interview for the next for the next Broken Skull sessions. So, in my opinion, Chris Jericho being on there, it's not a coincidence. You know, that it's happening, that it's happening on the Broken Skull Sessions. It's happening on the first Broken Skull Sessions um, ever, or the second one ever uh, on Peacock, but also, all new that is, the second all new one on Peacock, but also the first one after WrestleMania. It's too much of a coincidence. Too much of a coincidence. And I know some people... Are probably thinking, no, nah, that can't be right. That's that's not Peacock couldn't have made that happen. Believe me, they did. They did. They had a they had say in it. And they had say in it. And again, there's nothing WWE could do about that. You know, they had say. You know, and the rest, in my opinion, is history. WWE just has to go along with it. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon was just as shocked as anybody when he found out. Holy crap! Wait a minute. You know, Chris Jericho, I thought we uh, kind of blackballed him. Nope, not as far as Peacock's concerned. Not as far as they're concerned. So to me, I think it was basically a three-way deal. Mostly two-way, but the three, the third party being Vince, you know, agreeing, reluctantly agreeing. Because, again, he has no say anymore in what happens on the WWE Network. So, yeah, this is a big deal. Because what you're doing is you're taking one of the bigger stars in the business right now that currently works somewhat for your new competition and bringing them on as a guest on a on an interview uh, podcast, if you will, that was, you know, thought to be meant only, and I guess from Vince's point of view, meant only for WWE legends and current stars. But that's not the case. That's not the case. So anyway, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to look forward to. And again. It premieres after night two of WrestleMania is all said and done on the Peacock Network. But so, yeah, really going to look forward uh, to that. All right. So number three, number three is um, something that I think everybody will like. Disney Plus arrives on Xfinity. Yes, Disney Plus has finally arrived on Xfinity. But now the question is, how much subscriptions will increase? Oh, I should have put how much more subscriptions will increase uh, because of that. And that's a good question. That is a good question. And here's the thing. Ever since Disney Plus, you know, became a reality, 
you know, a couple of years, two years ago, basically back a year and a half ago in 2019, you know, a lot of people were wondering, when is it going to show up on the Xfinity? Because by that time, you know, Disney, you know, Xfinity was already, you know, you know, uh, Xfinity was already, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Incorporating different social apps, different entertainment apps onto the X1 service. I mean, me and my mom were very fortunate to have the X1 service. But yeah, they were uh, basically incorporating, you know, different elements of the X1 service, you know, onto their uh, plat, you know, onto the plat, onto the platform, basically. And you know, it's it felt like every other month or every other week, you turn around and there's a new app, you know, being um, added. And I'm sorry if I paused. I was trying to think about what I was going to say, <laughs> but it felt like there was a, you know, a new app uh, gonna gonna be added. And like I said, ever since Disney Plus was announced, everybody was wondering, when is it going to show up onto Xfinity? When is it going to come onto Comcast? You know, same thing with HBO Max. When that showed up, everybody was like, well, when is that going to show up onto, you know, you know, Xfinity and Comcast? And they said it would be soon. And before you knew it, um, HBO Max was on, you know, Comcast. It was on Xfinity a lot sooner than Disney Plus, but it was there. Disney Plus's arrival on Xfinity was announced back last year during the Investor's Day. And now, as of, I guess, yesterday or today, in time for Easter, Disney Plus is now on Xfinity. So the question is, though, uh, along with that, is how much subscriptions will increase? Well, first of all, we've got to make something perfectly clear. Uh, as far as I know, Disney Plus is not going the same route that HBO Max did. HBO Max basically made a deal with uh, Xfinity to incorporate the subscription as part of the current subscription of, of, of your Xfinity's bill. So if you have Xfinity, you don't have to pay a separate service for HBO Max. It gets incorporated. You just got to let them know who your cable provider is and the rest is history. The same with the Peacock Network, seeing as though Peacock's in, owned by you know Xfinity and, and Comcast anyway, you know it's the same thing there. You know, you just got to let them know who your provider is. Same thing with ESPN, believe it or not, even though they're part of a bundle of Disney Plus, Hulu, and, you know, yeah, basically, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, same thing with ESPN. You know, even though they were, even though they're part of a bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus, you know, at times you just got to let them know what your provider is, and that's it. But, yeah, but... But yeah, that's all you had to do basically with some of these services. Just let them know who the cable provider is and you're good to go. You don't have to worry about anything. Disney Plus, however, just like let's say Discovery Plus is not that way. They're completely different. Disney Plus is like, yeah, we're part of X1 now, but you still have to pay us separately. Same thing with Discovery. They're like, yeah, we're part of we're going to be part of X1, but you still have to pay us separately. Then that might be different. Maybe they will work something out to where Discovery Plus will be its own, will be incorporated into as part of the bill, and that's fine. But there are some services, unfortunately, that won't let you do it. Paramount Plus is another service. You know, Paramount Plus will not let you uh, incorporate your Xfinity subscription because basically they're completely different. You know, they're a completely different animal. They're a completely different um, entity, um, if you will. And that's about it. So long story short, 
you know, long story short, even though Disney Plus is now part of it, it's you still got to pay them separately. You still got to pay them separately. The good thing is the, the increase individually is only by a dollar or so a month when it comes to the bundle, uh, when it comes to the monthly uh, charge. That's the good thing. But the question now, again, is how much will this increase subscriptions for Disney Plus? And I asked this question to John Campia that he'll be answering hopefully over the weekend um, as, part, as part of a, um, not a super chat, but basically a tip, if you will, a super tip uh, uh, question, if you will. And I asked him that question. I'm pretty sure he'll give the same answer that with Disney being on Xfinity now, the subscriptions to Disney Plus are going to increase. They are going to, uh, it, 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 they're going to increase substantially. They're going to increase substantially due to the fact that if you think Disney hitting, let's see, what, what did they hit? What did they hit? Hold on, let me let me check something here. Let me check something, guys. That's it. Oops. Okay, whoa. Over 1 million global subscribers. And it says Disney, and this is according to CNBC. Uh, This was, yeah, reported last month on the 9th. And this is 16 16 months after launch. They have reached over 1 million subscribers globally. And a Predicted to probably reach 230 to 260 million, uh, 230 million and to 260 million in 2024. They're gonna out, they're gonna reach that goal before this year's out, folks. They're gonna reach that goal before that this year's out because here's why you know, being on a platform like Xfinity, well, a majority of the household, whether you deny it or not, a majority of the households have Xfinity, they have Comcast. With Disney Plus being part of that now, it's gonna they're gonna reach that goal way before 2024, way before 2023, way before 2022. They are gonna hit that near 260 million goal, if not three million, because of their addition uh, addition as an app to the Xfinity X1 services. You know that's what's gonna happen. That is what's gonna happen, and and honestly, you know what. You know, I think it's a smart move on Disney's part. I really do. I think it's a smart move on their part, you know, uh, to go th- to do this, to make this move. Um, the only, the only, um, I, I, I would say the only catch, unless they fix this, unless they were able to look around this, the only catch is if you have a DVD recorder or if you have a Blu-ray recorder, if you were fortunate enough to get one of those when they were out. The only catch is basically Disney has opened themselves up to Pandora's box. And what I mean is now people can record programs onto physical media, movies as well, that they couldn't do because of the app the the stuff was on. 
I mean, yeah, the, the, there was one way you could do it. There's no doubt. I mean, there was one way, and I'll show you what that was. You know, there was one way, and that was via a capture device like this. You know, that was one way of doing it. That was, that was one way of doing it, um, if you will. Or using a device, you know, like this, if you will, that was one way of doing it. But the thing is, you would have to make sure you had enough space on uh, the flash drive, or you would have to make sure you have enough space on your computer to make that all happen. The point that I'm getting at, though, um, if you will, is now, if you have, like I said, if you have access to a Blu-ray or DVD recorder, and like I said, if you're fortunate to have a Blu-ray recorder, uh, you can actually do that now. You can actually take a recordable disc and record whatever you want on there. Unless, again, like I said, they worked a way around that, and you get and you end up getting the message of copy protection. And the reason I bring this up is because recently, I recorded Zack Snyder's Justice League onto DVD off the HBO Max app that was on Xfinity through my DVD recorder. That's why I bring this up, because now people will have that option. If they have the DVD recorders or the Blu-ray recorders. So that might be the only uh, negative that, Dis that um, Disney Plus has to look at. Unless, like I said, they worked a way around that, and you end up getting the copy protection message. You know, pretty much Disney Plus, <laughs> you know, they might get you know, more than 300 million subscribers before the year is out. But in a sense, what they did is they opened Pandora's box that now allows anybody that has a recordable device, DVD, Blu-ray, or even old school VHS, and they're able to basically now record anything they want. They can. The only catch, of course, is the program will be in 4x3 when you record it and be in 4x3 when you watch it, let's say, on your Blu-ray player or your Ultra Blu-ray player. Unless you have your DVD recorder and it shows it in full screen, you know, you know, besides, you know, but those being the only exceptions, pretty much Disney, Disney screwed themselves in a sense here. They screwed themselves, you know, by entering Pandora's box and not realizing, oh, crap, what we want, what we originally wanted to protect by going the one route with these apps like Ruko, PlayStation and all that. Now we got to basically deal with it in this manner. And that's a fact. That is an absolute fact. And, and they know it. They know it. And hello to ToonFan175 and Zetails327. Thank you guys for joining me in the doing this live stream. Again, guys, Super Chats are open. And you can support me at Patreon at BWRosis with a $1 tier a month. Get you a shout out and recognition like New Jersey artists and Mandu, as well as the three dollar tier also gets you uh, a shout out and recognition like New Jersey artists and Mandu, as well as get you exclusive video content you can't get anywhere else except for Patreon.com BWRosis and for a limited time at DavenArt.com through the mature settings, which you could find 
uh, at BVW1979. So, again, thank you guys for joining me in the live chat. But, again, getting back to the topic here, Disney, although the, the positive is they're going to hit probably 3 million subscribers before the year's out, the negative for them when, they, when you really think about it is they've opened Pandora's box, and now just like Netflix, HBO Max, and several other uh, third-party apps, they're pretty much allowing people that have recordable devices on hand to be able to record whatever they want onto physical media, you know, and that's it, you know, and be done with it. I mean, let's say somebody is a, you know, big Gravity Falls fan and they can't get access to uh, the series, you know, on Blu-ray or anything like that, but they want to have a physical copy, they can do that. They want to record all the seasons of the new DuckTales, including the last one, they could do that. They have that opportunity. And Disney pretty much, I think, doesn't realize that. They don't. I mean, maybe they do and they don't care. They're just going to get money anyway, you know, out of the new additional, you know, 100, you know, not not 100, but additional 260 subscribers, 200 subscribers they're going to get, you know, a million wise, 200 million subscribers that they're going to get um, in the next several months. And it's going to happen, you know. You can bet you can bet me on that. But again, they pretty much put themselves in a predicament now to where it's like, you know, people could record disc and disc and disc or tape and tape and tapes worth of whatever media they want. And they'd be like, okay, we're done. And then leave. And that's it. They don't have to worry anymore. They don't have to worry about, oh, well, you know, I, I want to keep Disney Plus, you know, still because it still has great content. No. Once they get what they want, they're done. They want to record a whole, they want to record all of WandaVision. Guess what? They can record all of WandaVision. They want to record all of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. They can record all of Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, they can do all that. <laughs> they can. You know, they, they want to record, uh, let's see, uh, what else? They want to record the new Mighty Ducks show. They can do that. Nothing's stopping them. Nothing. And that's the one thing I think Disney Plus has got to realize that they just screwed up there. Even though I think in the end, you know, I th- even though I think in the end they probably really don't care whether or not that's been brought up or not, you know, by by somebody to them. I don't think they really care because it's like, eh, you know, who, what, what what does it matter? We're going to get a lot of subscribers in hotel. We're going to get our monies back on this. And I think that's all that matters. But overall, yeah, Disney, it's a great move on their part. It gets them up to that over that near 300 million subscriber goal way sooner than, you know, a lot of people are projecting or even they're projecting they'll get to. But in the end, the catch, the negative catch, if you want to look at it like that, is they've opened that Pandora's box that basically allows people, if they have that recordable, you know, option, you know, within reach to record onto physical media anything they want from it. So if I'm Disney, if I'm Disney, hopefully I figure something figured out a way around that because if not, yeah, I'm pretty much going to say whoopsie, you know, every time if you will. Because now you might get the subscribers you want, but in the end, you know, maybe that's going to become, you know, negative, you know, numbers if you will because after a while, people will be like, like I said, they'll be like, well, we got what we wanted. We're done. 
and they might cancel. So hopefully Disney's found a way around this, worked a way around this, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Disney Plus now on Xfinity, and basically now the question is how many subscriptions, how much subscriptions will increase? And again, I don't think John Campia would disagree when he talks about it, when he answers that question. Um, but yeah, uh, basically, I think it's going to hit the 300 million mark before you know it. I really do. I really do. Okay, so next up, next up, number four, uh, the NFL to full, oh, NFL to full stadiums for 2021 season. Uh, to fill stadiums, I should say. <laughs> I said to full stadiums. I put, well, to full, to fill. Uh, NFL to full stadiums for 2021 season. Yes, in case you guys haven't heard, uh, the NFL basically has made the announcement that they are going to basically have full stadiums of fans for the start of the regular season. They are. They are going to have you know, stadiums full of fans for the new for the upcoming season. And although this sounds great because they're projecting that by that time a majority of this country should be vaccinated, you know, even though this is great news, like I said at the beginning in the first topic where I said that even those that got vaccinated still might be cautious about going places and all that until everything's in the clear or whatever the case may be, the same thing's in the same thing kind of relates to this. And here's why. Here's why it relates to this, okay? Here's why. Even though this is a great move on the NFL's part because they feel things should be all right by then, not everybody's in agreement with it. Nope. Not everybody's in agreement. Because there's gonna be a lot of people be like, oh yeah. In fact, I can already, in fact, I bet that's already going on. You know, people hear this news, they're like. Is Roger Goodell and the NFL owners out of their minds? We'll still be in that. We'll, you know, yeah, people are getting vaccinated, but we'll still be in a we'll still be in a pandemic. Are they crazy? Are they crazy? We need to protest. That's what people are thinking. That's what they're thinking. They're like, they're, they're like how can the NFL do this? This is dumb. They're, they're risking lives. Don't they understand? I mean, there's some people, and I hate to use this adjective, and God forgive me. I don't mean any offense about this, but there's a lot of people that look at this fact, but look at this pandemic that we're in the tail end of where everybody's getting up to speed with the vaccine vaccinations. And a lot of people pretty much are going like this still, even if they're vaccinated, they're going, don't you understand? And, and, you know, and they hear news like this, they're going like, don't you understand? This is a stupid move. You'll kill us all. It's the end of the world. That's what, that's how they're acting. That is how they're acting. Even those that are fully vaccinated and shouldn't have to worry about a thing, that's how they're still acting. Why? Because they want to make sure everybody is purified of this virus. They don't want to take a chance. They don't. But again, to me, this is a great move because the NFL is realizing that, hey, by that time, 75 to 95% of the country or 75 to 90% of the country you know, should be fully vaccinated, should have the vaccination cards on them and should be, you know, ready to go and get back to normal life. I mean, yeah, the only thing that may not be normal, excuse me, if you will, the only thing that might not be normal is having to get into your uh, wallet or your purse, pull out 
the vaccination card and be like, here, see, I'm vaccinated. Let me in. That'd be the only thing. That'd be the only thing that's, you know, not normal. But guess what? As I said before in the video, I don't think we have to worry about that for long. I think, you know, the two dates that we have to look at, that we have to focus in our minds as being dates that relate to this in any shape, form, or fashion is the end of the year or a year after you've been vaccinated, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore because guess why? Guess why? You know, by the time a year passes, which would be the most likely for a lot of people or for a lot of people's own, uh, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? For everybody else's, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? God, I'm going blank here. Uh, okay, for for basically everybody else's uh, Saturday and for their own, um, uh, what is it? You know, sense of relief. You know, a year is going to be the best date because by then, to them, a lot of people should be vaccinated and, you know, cure, and the virus should be pretty much out of, you know, out of the uh, out of existence by that time, you know, from that point of view. But, yeah, you know, besides that, though, the NFL still plans to um, do uh, have full capacity stadiums for the season. And again, this is a smart move because, you know, one, they realize, you know, you know, everybody should have the vaccine, the vaccine and have the vaccination cards. And two, basically, in the main and the most important is they want people to get back to that normal lifestyle. I mean, you look at what's going on with Major League Baseball now. And, yeah, there are people going to the games and everything. But guess what? Guess what? You still see people wearing masks. And that's not normal. That's not normal because they don't want to take a chance. Even if they're vaccinated, they don't want to, you know, catch something and have a potential relapse. And that's why I'm sure a lot of people on the neg- on one side are not happy that the NFL and Roger Goodell made this announcement because they feel that all they're doing is you're putting people in danger and you're ending the world. And that's not the case. That is not the case. What they're trying to do is get people back to a normal sense of life. Yeah, like I said, the only thing that's not normal is having to pull out a freaking vaccination card and saying, yeah, we're vaccinated, and that's it. Or having to take a quick COVID test, come up negative, and show, see, I'm negative, let me in. And that's it. That is all. That is all. And here's the thing. Nobody, and here's the thing. If you don't, if you don't feel safe about doing it, about going into a full stadium, then fine. You don't have to. Stay at home. But there's going to be millions of people that are going to want to get out and about when the NFL season starts. As soon as we get into the freaking summer, these baseball stadiums, as time goes on, they're going to increase in size and in crowds. They are. They're going to increase in size and in crowds. And people know that because the vaccination will be up significantly by then and things should be back to a normal pace. I mean, what does Biden want to do just in time for America's birthday? Get us back to a semi sense of normalcy. I can't think of a better you know, example of getting back to semi sense of normalcy than having full stadiums worth of fans 
fully vaccinated to kind of show the world, hey, look, it can be done. The U.S. has bounced back. So to me, I think it's a good move on the NFL's part. But again, if you feel like it's not a good move, then you don't have to attend the games. But to me, I think it's a good move because it does give that sense of normalcy once again that we've been wanting to have for quite some time. And hopefully nothing comes around that screws it up, God willing. God willing, nothing happens. But yeah, the NFL plans to have full stadiums for the 2021 season, which I think is a great move. Okay, guys, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, get something to drink. I'll be right back, and we'll start with the next uh, five here and hopefully finish up, and I'll be right back. Okay, guys, I'm back. I just had to get up a little bit and get myself another drink here. All right, so what's up? What's up next? Ah, oh, here we go. New MLP merchandise has uh, info has been released. Now, according to Equestria Daily, according to Equestria Daily, basically, new merchandise. Um, has been released, believe it or not, it has been released, and I will um, try to bring that up here for a second, hold on, try to bring that up here, I'm looking at Equestria Daily as we speak, here we go, and this was reported by Silestro over on uh, Equestria Daily. We're going to read more into it. Reported this uh, morning, I think. 
So yeah, according to this, G5, My Little Pony plushies revealed, including our first look at Zipstorm. That's right. Uh, in case you were wondering, uh, we had several uh, characters announced for uh, My Little Pony, the new movie, as well as the new series in 2022. The new movie comes out 2021, this year in the fall, September, I think. And then next year in 2022, I would assume between the beginning and spring, the beginning of the year and spring, we should be getting the new show. We have... Um, We've had several characters announced for it, and two of those characters were called Pip and Zip. Now, we pretty much have an idea who Pip is. She is the Pomeranian, Pomeranian uh, Pegasus Pony, or Pomeranian Pony. It's a Princess Pop character, I guess. So, uh, that's pretty cool. And this was uh, shown by the Chinese Tarobo, uh, Tarobo website. A seller, according to Equestria Daily, a seller that listed a bunch of plushies that are apparently really releasing sometime in the future. This includes our very first look at Zip Storm, the Pegasus, who's supposed to be kind of like Rainbow Dash. So we're going to have a new version of Rainbow Dash, but it's going to call Zip Storm. And they also posted a look at the tag, and the tag, though it doesn't include anything irrelevant. Cutie marks are on both sides. So we do get to see the cutie marks um, as well. As a matter of fact, for those of you in the live chat, I'm going to do something. Get that. For those of you in the live chat, I'll provide the link. Hopefully you guys will get this. There you go. That's the, that's the link to the new information. But yeah, this is our first look at a lot of uh, the plushies, and again, they said cutie marks are on both sides. So hopefully that's an indication that cutie marks will be on both sides when the movie comes around um, as well. And it is My Little Pony. It is Hasbro. That's pretty cool. And again, it's our first look at Zipstorm. Zipstorm is the pony uh, right behind... Um, on the on the left on the last is is basically zip zipstorm is the pony right next to uh sunny star scout right next to sunny star scout and right in front of um izzy and sunny sunny star scout is right behind uh pip the pomeranian uh pony princess pop pony if you will so so yeah, that is our first look at the characters, at um, at one of the newer characters that was talked about, Zipstorm. So now, when you count them, we have um, Sunny, Sunny Star Scout, we have Hitch, we have Izzy, we have our Pomeranian uh, pony, um, uh, Pip, the Princess Pop pony, I guess, and now we have Zipstorm. We have basically five. So we have right now for Generation Five. A main five. How about that? We have our main five. Could we get a main six? That is the that is the question that um, hopefully will get answered soon. Because if there's one thing about shows and movies based around them that help introduce these characters, you know, if there's one thing that we know about them, and uh, let me see if I can get P 
picture here. Me. Let me see if I can. Let me see. Hold on, guys. See if I can do something here. Hold on. Oh, here we go. See if I can print this and you guys can get a better look, um, if you will. So, so yeah, that, that's the link if you guys are interested. I'm going to try to print this. Get it in landscape better, give you a better image. But, yeah, you know, we might. So, right now, we have our main five. We might end up getting a main six potentially. Again, we're not really sure yet. Um, as I was trying to say, one thing about uh, movies and uh, uh, movies and shows is they don't always show everybody that's going to be involved just yet. You know, they take their time. You know, sometimes a, a character can be a surprise character, and you just don't you just don't expect it. Um, if you will, you just don't really expect it at first. Like, uh, for example, when we had the first movie, you know, we pretty much knew a lot of the characters, but there were some characters we didn't expect um, as much. You know, like with the pirates, you know, we knew about the pirate with the the kind of like Captain Hook-like arm, if you will. And we knew about Captain Serrano. But we didn't know about any of the other characters uh, until we saw like the teasers and the trailers and all that. But we didn't know about them, and they weren't heavily advertised as as anybody else. You know, another good example is Starlight Glimmer. We knew she was. Um, we knew uh, about her character in season five, how she was a villain, how she got redeemed at the end. But we didn't think, you know, she was going to be a main thing in season six. All we knew was Twilight was going to take her on as her student, as her apprentice. And that's it. We didn't think, okay, they're going to follow up on it. And she's going to be a main character. At least season six was going to establish that. But they did. They did establish that. And hold on for a sec. Okay, so here's the image. I tried to use OBS Studio, but I couldn't. The only way I could use it is if I used my camera that comes with my laptop, which is the HD True Vision. I'm still trying to figure out how to connect the um, the USB camera to it. I'll have to look that up. But this is the, because um, I would have put it on the screen at the same time while talking about it. But this is what they are. These are the plushes. Uh, right here, I think you guys can see that. Let me, let me make sure you guys can. And hello... Rowdy Ruffman, nice to see you in the live chat. Again, guys, those of you that are joining, uh, Super Chats are open. And if you want to support me on Patreon at BWRosas, it's a $1 a month tier for a shout-out and recognition, just like New Jersey Artist and Mandu, and a $3 tier a month for a recognition and shout-out, just like New Jersey Artist and Mandu did as well, as well as you also, along with that $3 tier, get exclusive video content you can't get anywhere else except for Patreon, and divanart.com, 
if you have the mature settings. And at DeviantArt, you can find me at BVW1979. But anyway, though, getting back to uh, topic here, this is what the uh, ponies look like in the plush forms. And as you can see, we have the Palmamadian uh, Pip, I believe, in front, the Princess Pop. We have Sunny right here. We have Izzy in the back. And right here, we have Zipstorm. So we have four of them. The only one that's missing uh, right now um, out of this picture is Hitch. So with so with Hitch being included, or when you include Hitch uh, to this, you basically have your main five. But again, we might also get a main six. So we'll see what happens. And if we get a main six, that'll be great. Um, like I was saying, the one thing about movies and shows is sometimes they include a character that is yet to be talked about. And like I said, you know, as I was saying before I went and got the printout here, uh, when Starlight got introduced, you know, none of us, you know, thought Starlight was going to become a regular character. We thought, okay, she's going to be an apprentice. They might do a few episodes with her in season six, and that's it. And then she's on, she goes and she goes off on her own. They didn't do that. They kept her around, and she became a regular, a regular character, and essentially turned the main six into a main seven. And then, if you add in Spike, which a lot of people did by that point anyway, you turn the main seven into a main eight, if you will. So, yeah, though, um, some new merchandise has been established and brought to the forefront, which is pretty cool. And, you know, can't wait to see uh, what else they have in store for us in the future. I mean, I do know that they have other figures coming out. There are some figures that are very similar to the um, – and I'll pull it down right now just to show you. There are some figures that are coming out that are very similar to the Guardians of Harmony figures that they did, which is pretty cool. So they got those coming, as well as some other regular uh, figures, like like what you see behind me here. Well, maybe not like these. Well, maybe like these of Celestia and Cadence, but um, they have other figures that are regular ones as well, like... Um, like like these down here. Well, I'm pointing. I don't think you can see that. Let me see if I can. You guys can. But right here, one point. I'll scoot down a little bit. But right there, while I'm pointing, right at the bottom, those are those regular figures that we've been seeing a lot. Uh, they they have those coming too, along with along with sets and everything. But you know, we might get some more later too as well. But right now, unless something else comes up, and I'm pretty sure something will, because they're going to probably wait till the movie or even the series to do it, we have a main five. And I think there is the potential of a main six. We just don't know who that sixth character will be. But I got a feeling that if we don't find out merchandise-wise before the movie, we'll find out during the movie, if not during the series that follows it in 2022. But let me know what you guys think. Let me know what your thoughts are about uh, the fact that we're getting a new character. We'll get not new characters, but let me know what your guys' thoughts are on uh, basically the fact that we have, you know, these new uh, merchandise images of the plushes 
for MLP G5. Let me know what your thoughts are um, down uh, down below in the comments after this live stream is over, as well as let me know what your thoughts are uh, in the live chat during this premiere. So, so yeah, we're getting more merchandise, and I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Uh, the only question, though, is when is it going to be released? I would assume it's going to be released a month before the movie is out. That would make sense to get you piped, uh, pumped up and ready for the film when it happens. All right, next up, next topic. New streaming services arrive and more to come. That's right. In case you guys haven't noticed, and I've talked about this before, others have talked about this, uh, Paleo, uh, Paleo and Sabersbach and others have talked about it. Uh, John Campia has talked about it. Uh, we have a lot of new services popping up suddenly. We do. Uh, we have Paramount Plus, of course, that I talked about. And we also have Discovery Plus. Yes, Discovery Plus recently uh, made its debut. Um, and just like what I said with Paramount Plus, you know, it's still going to have a long ways to go. It's still kind of in its infancy state. Uh, or infancy, it's still in its infancy state, I should say. And it's still going to have a long way to go. But overall, it, it has potential. It has the potential. It's got a mixture of a lot of things in there that, you know, you would be probably, if you if it's your kind of, uh, if it's your thing that you might be interested in. I mean, it's got a lot of things in there. Like if you're a man versus food a fanatic, uh, especially the original with Adam Richman, it's there, including the spinoff Man versus Food Nation. If you're a fan of the Toy Hunter, it's got that in there. It's got that in there. You know, if you're a fan of the supernatural, it's got that. If you're a fan of Faith and Spiritual, it's got that. If you're a fan of the OWN Network, the Oprah Winfrey Network, it's got that. If you're a fan of Travel Network, it's got it's got it's got that. It's just got a lot of stuff you would expect out of these uh, related networks and everything. These reality-based networks, as they call them, or real life, it's got them all. In fact, one of the things that they were pushing is basically being as basically being a way to get you to, you know, try out Discovery uh, Plus was basically uh, the Resurrection. They had the Resurrection movie on there. It was a new one, I believe. They had that out, and again, you know. And again, even though the movie, I haven't seen it yet, my mom has, even though it's very, very similar in the veins of the Bible series that they did years ago, as well as the the follow-up AD, you know, it's basically another way for people, for those behind the network to entice those to come over and check them out. Now, again, Discovery Plus isn't the only uh, service, of course, that's, you know, out and about now. You know, like I said, you have Paramount Plus, and I've talked about that, how it's got a peripheral of things that you may know about, classics and, you know, classics and not-so-classics. You know, they got a lot of stuff on there. It's a mixture, if you will. I mean, as I said before in the initial video I did on it, if you're a fan of the uh, 2K3 Ninja Turtles and you're a fan of Sonic Stadium, guess what? You, 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 can, you can have your – you can binge all day if you want. You can have your – you can have your feel, if you will, because you can go, okay, I'm going to watch an episode of 2K Turtles, and then I'm going to watch an episode of Sonic ZDM. 2K Turtles, Sonic ZDM. 2K Turtles, Sonic ZDM. You got that option now. 
the same with, let's say, Sonic Underground. Oh, I like Sonic Underground. I like Rise. Okay, I'm going to watch Rise of the Turtles, and I'm going to watch Sonic Underground. I'm going to watch Rise, Underground, Rise, Underground. You know, you like the uh, the 2012 Turtles, and you like Adventures of Sonic. I'm going to go 2K, 2K12, 2K12 Turtles, Adventures of Sonic. 2K12, Adventures, 2K12. I mean, you have a whole option, a whole option. And if you're a kid that grew up in the 80s like I did, you have options there. Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. There you go. You know, Inspector Gadget. There you go. You have all these different options. And you have classic shows, too. Like, I Love Lucy's in there. You have uh, classic shows from Nickelodeon, like Carlissa Explains It All. You know, stuff like that. You have a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, entertainment at your hands. and. And if you're a fan of things like, let's say, The Talk, you're fans of CBS News, you're fans of the Grammys, you know, stuff like that that gets shown on CBS, guess what? Next day, almost immediately, they're on Paramount. They're on Paramount Plus for, for On Demand. And guess what? These are commercial free. That's right. These are commercial free. You know how I know? Because I recently recorded the Grammys. I recently recorded the Grammys off Paramount Plus when it went on to Comcast. Yeah. Paramount Plus is on Comcast, but just like Disney Plus, you still have to pay for the service. (laughs) Yeah, it's stupid, right? I guess that's part of the deal. Oh, yeah, we'll be part of your service, but we ain't going to let you be, but we ain't going to be part of your service. You know, in other other words, the same people still got to pay separate for us. (laughs) But yeah. Paramount Plus, um, you know, if you like the Grammys, they put them on replay. You know, anything you might miss, you know, like current shows and stuff, if they're related to CBS, Viacom, they go onto the network. They go onto Paramount Plus. Anything that's wild brain, dick entertainment uh, related goes on Paramount Plus as far as the licensing goes. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just one of those, you know, it's just one of those situations to where now it's like you had all these streaming services popping up. I mean, last year you had, not last year, but a couple of years ago, you had AT&T Plus, not AT&T Plus, but you had Apple, Apple TV Plus. That's what I was trying to say. You have HBO Max, you have Disney Plus. And before then, Netflix, you have Hulu, you have Amazon Prime Video. You know, you have possibly Voodoo coming into the works. You have Tubin now, T-U-B-I, Tubin, you know, making a stance with all the sh- shows they have. And now the people, another person behind it getting ready to add original content as well. And by the way, the person behind it is the person that sold Fox to Disney, or at least one of the people responsible for it. Then you got, like I said, you got them coming around. And there's many more to come. You got Retro Crush, which is... Basically taking a mixture of classic anime from the 80s, 70s, 60s, 90s, and today. I mean, what more can you have? You got Funimation. I mean, you got all these streaming services, and there's more to come. There is more to come, folks. Who? I mean, Boomerang, Cartoon Network. I, there's more to come. There is more to come. Whether you like to admit that or not. Because I guarantee you, there's going to be streaming services out there to where someone's going to be like, you know what? 
People who like those classic Saturday morning cartoons. We should make a classic Saturday morning cartoon streaming service. And that could potentially happen. And all they have to do is make a deal with all these other companies that have the rights and licenses to a lot of the well-known classic Saturday morning cartoons and say, you're going on to Saturday mornings, you're going on to Saturday mornings. You're going on to the Saturday morning network, you're going on to the Saturday morning network. That's all they have to do. I mean, they could look at Disney Plus and say, Disney Plus, Disney, you have the Ewoks, right? Because they just did it. They just put the classic Ewoks on there. And they're going to be like, yeah. Well, guess what? We'll pay you a certain amount of money to let us put it onto our Saturday morning streaming network. They could do it. They can do it. And that's no lie. That's no lie. Networks like that potentially, streaming services, streaming networks like that potentially could happen and probably will happen, knowing our luck. I mean, you think, you know, we're at our limits now. Everybody talks about the streaming wars. Right now, Disney Plus versus HBO Max versus Netflix versus Amazon Prime versus Hulu, you know, <laughs> versus Apple Apple TV versus Paramount versus Discovery Plus. You think this is something? You know, you got Tubin being added in, so you can say versus Tubin versus Crunchyroll versus Funimation Retro. You think this is something? These, these people in this war, these these services in this war right now are nothing. They are nothing compared to what's going to come. Because there's a lot of other potential options out there for streaming networks. There is. Again, a Saturday morning network for Saturday morning cartoons? It's easy, to, it's easy moolah, if you will. Muku bucks, as they would put it, to make. And all you have to do is make agreements to share the revenue with those that have the, you know, distributing licenses uh, of these, uh, of the shows you would want. The thing is, these, the thing is, these new streaming services are great. They have the potential to be even better. Because like I said, with Disney Plus, and Disney Plus is still doing it, this is how they're getting the subscribers. Same with HBO Max. They're still potentially adding content and growing, you know, if you will. The same thing with Paramount Plus and Discovery Plus. They're going to grow. In time, they are, you know, they are going to grow substantially. They just got to continue adding content. And what and once word gets out that that content is now on their service, of course they're going to, of course they're going to want to run with it. Of course, they're going to want to put it out there. And that's a fact. That's a fact. So, so anyway, though, yeah, a lot of new streaming services out there, and there are more to come. There are more to come, baby. You don't believe me? Trust me, there's more to come. There's more to come. All right, so next up, this one shouldn't be too long because I did a Long video on it uh, yesterday, but let's talk more on the Lustful Milk Gag uh, returning. Now, again, uh, in case you guys don't know what the Lustful Milk Gag is, uh, according to TV Tropes, plain and simple, it is a gag that's been around for quite some time, and it's basically a visual representation of a character, male or female, um, you know, feeling so attractive to 
somebody else that they literally turn into a puddle of goop. They literally melt into a puddle of goop that either reforms on their own or has to have a character, you know, reform them back to normal, you know, instead. A uh, good example of that, you know, having a character reform the melted character back to normal by themselves, um, as I've said, is Moon over Minerva. When Minerva melts, you have Wilford and his werewolf uh, persona pick her up like a, a wet rag or towel and wring her out, you know, just like that to restore her. Because as I've joked about before, if he would have walked off to go get something to eat and go see a movie and then two hours later come back, you know, the way they, you know, the way they had it positioned out in story, she still would have been there on the ground, completely melted, and he would have still had to pick her up and ring her out back to normal. But yeah, let's talk more about this. And you know, just to quickly touch upon it from from the uh, live from the live stream I did on it uh, the other day, I truly think this is going to make a comeback. I mean, as far as I know, unless again, unless TV Tropes has listed all they could, you know, if there's any other shows that I don't know about that might have it that might have done it recently, let me guys. Those of you in the live chat, let me know, you know, if there's any recent animated shows that may have done it um, as of late. Uh, let me know down below. Let me know in the live chat, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, the reason I, again, getting back to, to kind of quickly touch upon what I was saying in that live stream. Basically, I truly believe it's coming back. I mean, you have the second season of Animaniacs happening soon. You got a new third season in the works. You got Tiny Toon University happening on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. You know, what more could you ask for when it comes to potential animated series that can incorporate that gag? I mean, both series have been known to do it anyway. Both, Like I said, both series have been known to do it anyway. As I mentioned, Minerva Mink and Moon Over Minerva and Meet Minerva. Dot in the 11-minute short space probe. Babs, you know, at the end of the Christmas special, the final episode of Tiny Toons, as well as sort of a take on it, a semi-take on it, you know, in Europe in 30 minutes after she sees the royal couple. You know, you have all these examples. And even in recent years, like Groove High, the animated version of Zoe, melting into a puddle of water at the compliments of Dom, who's Tom in disguise. You know, Elizabeth in Blindsided, when she hears the suave voice, you know, of a disgusted, uh, of a friend of Captain Flamingo's that's, not so hygienically good or anything like that, but the voice synthesizer changes the voice to sound suave and all that. And the thing is, you have all this there. You have all that there, there and everything, and it doesn't need to be because you would think these are the kind of shows that wouldn't need it, but yet they have them. And like I said, Tiny Toons and Animaniacs were the, one of the most Ronell ones to to showcase it, probably more than anybody, more than Disney. So I think if any shows are capable of bringing it back in a big, big way, it's the new Animaniacs in the next two seasons and the new Tiny Toon University. You know, I'm not saying that nobody else has ever done it. And hello to, um, let me, let me get my glasses on guys. I can't read that. My, my eyes are going here. Uh, hello to Gsmooth84. Thank you for joining me in the live chat, man. And again, for those joining me late, uh, live chats, uh, super chats are open and patreon.com is activated. Um, if you want to donate for $1 a month for a shout out and recognition like New Jersey artist Amandu, 
$1 a month gets you that, as well as the $3 tier gets you the same thing, you know, a shout out, just like New Jersey artists and Mandu are getting because of that contribution they're doing, as well as it also gets you a um, exclusive video content you can't get anywhere else except on the Patreon as well as on DeviantArt.com under BVW1979, but you have to have your DeviantArt.com set to mature settings to get access to the videos that you also can only get as well on uh, Patreon. So again, $1 tier gets you the shout out, $3 gets you the shout out and the exclusive content. Uh, so thank you, Smooth 84 for joining me in the live chat. Uh, but anyway, though, guys, like I said, if there's any show out there that can, you know, any shows upcoming and if not currently that will bring this gag back that are perfect for this gag to come back in, it's Animaniacs and, you know, and Tiny Toon University. It really is. And I even joked about the fact that they wanted to incorporate it maybe in the new Zatanna movie they're doing or the new female led plastic woman slash plastic man movie. You know, they could do that, too. You know, just like let's say in plastic in the female-led plastic woman, plastic man film, have the one with the powers basically see potentially the romantic love interest, whether it's a guy or a girl. You know, they could go that route too. You know, have them get you know so attracted to them that they lose all movement and they just collapse into a puddle, uh, if you will. You know, in a scene, or you have Zatanna learning her magic, be attracted to again the potential the character that would be the love interest man or woman and have her be so attractive after let's say they kiss that basically she uses her magic to out into a puddle much as maybe the surprise of the love interest and then pop up and basically say see you know and basically kind of show you know how you know how far she's evolved with the powers to the point that she would make it look like the love melted her or something like that so Again, they could incorporate in the into those films that they wanted to, you know, which I think would be cool. But again, though, like I said, oops, hit the wrong thing there. Um, but again, though, like I said, I think it's going to make a return. Um, Animaniacs, the reboot, and Tiny Toon University seem like the most likely ones for it to return in uh, very, very soon. Uh, but again, there could be those that, again, TV Tropes hasn't touched upon yet. Uh, and there could be those that, you know, you know, used the gag recently in animation. If there is, let me know in the live chat or in the comments at the end of the video. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's going to come back, and I, I really don't have a problem with it coming back either way. I really don't. I really don't because I think it adds more to the story. It makes things a lot more funnier. And if, as the old saying goes, for some of these shows, unexpected. So, so can't wait. So can't wait to see this gag make its return because I believe it will. All right. Next up, this one's going to be a little interesting because I did touch upon this in one video a little bit. And this is one of the Patreon exclusive ones, but I'm going to touch upon it individually on its own here. Number eight topic. Tales, the focus of several very adult Sonic fanfics. Yes, that's right. Tales, uh, the focus or being the focus of several very adult Sonic fanfics. And 
what I'm talking about, guys, here, what I'm talking about um, is the fact that Tails, uh, from what I've, from what I've been told, and you know, people have shared these stories with me. Man, you you, you talk about a character that <laughs> you talk about a character that even in a show like Sonic Boom is looked at as being cute, adorable, you know, enough to date when it comes to, let's say, a character like Zoe. You know, when you look at him being portrayed that way, it's like, you know, you, you wouldn't think anybody would probably capitalize on that, would you? But they do. <laughs> they do. They, they do capitalize on it. Um, there are several stories and I am I'm not joking about this guys there are several stories out there that just blew my mind when they were when people shared them with me and I was like really what I mean for example there's one on um fanfiction.net um where basically the premise it's they kind of what they do is they one thing I'll give credit to these stories is what they do is they take tales, or they take the whole scenario and they place it in an alternate reality, in a reality that's kind of more, more along the lines of that teen drama, you know, '90s, early 2000s drama kind of scenario, uh, whatever the case may be, but from a very adult erotic perspective, you know. So I'll give them credit there. But what's interesting is, like I said, this is one story that takes place in an alternate reality where you have several characters that are married, several female characters, but they're dissatisfied, as the saying goes. And that's part of the title, dissatisfied with the current uh, situations, if you will, the current situations. And they basically hunger for satisfaction. They hunger for that satisfaction once again that they're not getting, you know, otherwise. So what happens is that word starts getting around that Tails is able to satisfy that hunger that they have. And (laughs) the characters that Tails satisfies the hunger for is like a who's who's. It's like a who's who of well-known characters, if you will. A who's who. And hold on, I'm going to do something. Uh, Frank Hill, it's Frank, just sent me uh, a message saying that he sent me a package. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to thank him for that real quickly. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, though, like I said, um, what was it? Oh, yeah. Basically, the list of the characters that Tails satisfies the hunger her, hunger for, I should say, is like a who's who, uh, if you will. And the characters are as follows. 
from what I was told and shown, Fiona Fox, Sally Acorn. <laughs> Are you okay? Fiona Fox, Sally Acorn, Vanilla the Rabbit, <laughs> Bernadette the Hitchhog, you know, Sonic's mom of the Archie comics, his own mom, Rosemary Prower, Mina Mongoose. Julie Sue, and from Mobius years later, Lala Sue, and it looks like they're hinting at Julie Sue's sister, Linda, and it looks like they're also potentially hinting at Nicole and maybe even Alicia. Now, the thing about that story, from what I've been told, is it's not complete yet. They've only gone up to, uh, from what somebody said and has shown me, about nine chapters. Yeah. But this is like, it's like, whoa. It's like, whoa, Tails, Tails is the focus here. And from what I understand, from what I was told, it, this isn't the only story he's the focus in. There are several stories uh, identical in a sense to where he's the focus. You know, and sometimes it's individual. You know, sometimes it's just an individual situation. And if it's not that, sometimes it's just a solo story. There's a, a story that um, somebody called by the name of Gavin Alaris, uh, Alaris, A-L-L-U-S, I think, that he did long ago called Aunt Sally. And let's just say, you know, what would be a normal, you know, bedtime story situation or whatever turned out to be a lot more interesting in a sense, if you know what I mean, between Sally and Tails. And then it spun off to where Tails would end up with Bunny. Oh, and by the way, Bunny's the other potential character that Tails would probably get with uh, in that story that I just mentioned that takes place in alternate reality about dissatisfied wives, if you will. But yeah, the Aunt Sally one turns into a spinoff called Aunt Bunny, and it's called Bunny's Fun, and it's like a what the heck? It's like, what's going on with Tails? It's like, what's the infatuation with Tails being with somebody? And going back to that first one I told you about, even Rouge, I think, is a potential. Because recently, and I did a video on this, Tails and Rouge seem to become, seem to be, you know, fixated on as an item, all because of their friendly interaction in the IDW Sonic books. So, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's kind of, it's really, it's like really surprising that, that, you know, you would think, okay, you know, having these very, doing very adult Sonic-like stories with all this eroticness, if you will, you would think, okay, they want to go the Yuri lesbian route. That's common. You have Sally with Bunny or Sally with Nicole or Bunny with Nicole or whatever the case may be, right? Whatever the combination you want to go with. You know, if you want to go the other route, if you will, then that's fine too. No offense. But also you would think, well, Sonic's the main character. Sonic should be the one that satisfies all these women. Or Sonic should be the player, if you will. Or it should be the girls wanting to go after him. But no. A majority of the stories 
that I've <laughs> that I've been told about focus on tails. And it's amazing. I mean, get this. Get this. There's even a story on fan fiction that focuses on Sally's mom, Alicia, and her and Sally beginning a insensible relationship and how the sharing that love for each other with anybody else they feel could work within the group and, you know, and all that. And there's a moment where Alicia <laughs> ends up with tails. No joke. No joke. It's, it's just, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. I can only imagine people at Sega of America hearing about this, word getting out about it for the past how many years, I don't know, and thinking to themselves, why? You know, thinking of, and thinking to themselves the same question of why? Why is he the one? And I guess it's because of the fact that he was created to be such a, I guess you could say such a cute character or something like that, a doable character, that not even women, no matter what their age range or whatever the case may be, can resist him. He's so young and well-mannered and thus suave that they can't resist him. they got to be with him. So, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, it's just crazy that Tails, for some of these stories that I've been told, is the focus. He is the focus. You know, of these very adult Sonic fanfics. Okay, moving on. Speaking of adult stories. Speaking of adult stories. Let's talk about adult female-led, no offense, and I say this with no offense, female-led shapeshifter stories on the rise. Oh, yeah. There are a lot, believe it or not, that are on the rise. And they may not be very prominent right now, um, if you will, but they're on the rise. As I've talked about before here on here on my channel, and I even did a live stream, I think, about this. I don't know if I did a live stream or not, but I talked about these being the most recommended ones to check out. But you have people like Minor Dash Alterations. You have Jacka LaCour, a.k.a. Michelle. You have Mr. Internet Man, you know, you have Grape Hythenia, you have Prender, you have a bunch of people that are doing these kind of stories. And it's really amazing of how adult-like they can be, especially with the lead character having the abilities to shapeshift into whatever or whoever she wants. And be creative with that, especially when it gets to certain moments in the story but what i've noticed not just through DeviantArt, but fanfiction.net as well as some websites to where you can actually submit the story to official studios or publishers to be looked at and potentially can greenlit for a publication as a book a web as an official comic or even as potentially a show an animated show web web show web animated show or you know streaming show, whatever the case may be, or even movie, one thing I've noticed is a lot of these stories have been about female characters with shape-shifting abilities. You know, I really have. I mean, I talked about, you know, how we got the female-led 
you know, Plastic Man, Plastic Woman movie coming, who's to say they won't try to, depending on what the rating will be for it, which I think would be PG-13, who's to say they won't try to be creative when it comes to a certain scene between her and whatever the love interest is, and she gets creative with her powers? I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. But, yeah, it seems to me that adult female-led, and, again, no offense, shapeshifter stories are on the rise and again those that i just talked about the potential of what you know they could do you know very subtly in a female-led plastic man movie or plastic woman movie you know the potential is there you know the potential is there the evidence is there that this is these stories are on the rise and i think it's all because of the fact that when you look at it from a very imaginative perspective you know in your own mind, you think to yourself, what would it be like to have the powers to become this or become that or become this person or that person? It's, you know, it, the possibilities are endless. I mean, I talked about metamorphosized to malleability, you know, several times. And one of the things that made it interesting for me, especially early on, is when the lead character would lose herself in her, in the form that she would shapeshift into. Like when she shapeshift into a blanket, to keep her friend warm, not her girlfriend, but her other friend warm because her friend drank too much. She lost herself for a time into the blanket to the point that she thought she was the blanket. And when her friend got up to go to the bathroom or something like that, her mindset was her mindset wasn't wasn't along the lines of okay, I'm going to change back to Briella. No, her mindset was what happened to the person I was keeping comfortable? What's the blanket's purpose if the person is gone? That was her mindset. And that's what made it interesting because you started seeing these moments in the story to where the character had to grow and learn how to control that kind of situation. So um, overall, overall, though, um, like I said, Ed, to me, it just seems like these stories are on the rise. They are. Again, they may not be as prevalent, you know, as what they used to be or what they should be right now, but they will be. They will be more as time goes on. I mean, as I said before, you can't tell me that somebody from, you know, Tubin, someone from Netflix, someone from HBO Max, someone from Hulu or Prime Video ain't look, or even here on YouTube, ain't looking at what Mr. Internet Man's doing with the Mystic Makeover thing he's done. And saying, hey, that has potential to be a, a great animated series, adult animated series. You know, let's go with that. Let's try that. You can't tell me that they aren't noticing that. They can't tell me they don't, through word of mouth, read what Minor Dash Alterations are doing and thinking the same thing. I mean, look what Prime Video is doing with Invincible. This, well, uh, What is it, an image comic or something? You know, it's not well renowned, but it's got a, I think it's well renowned. I don't know what its status is. But it's blowing people away, and they like it. And it's got, and it's about you know superpower beings. One of them, I think, has shape shifting abilities. So, you know, if you have something that like that on the rise and getting people to get to back it up and enjoy it, you know, the future the future is is endless for stories relatable to that. And like I said, that's why I think adult female led shape shifting stories are on the rise. And when I'm talking about adult, I'm talking about the fact that, you know, down the road, don't put it past anybody 
you know, don't put it past anybody that certain adult films in the future won't go beyond a certain budget, if you will, and try to go that route. Because they will. Even if they have to go through it the animation style-wise, they will go that route. But yeah, to me, they are on the rise. Maybe not as much as they, maybe not as much and as noticeable, you know, as they should be, or they could be, I should say, right now, but they are. And again, those that I mentioned from Mystic Makeover to Metamorphosis to Malleability and all that are just examples of stories like What Dreams May Become, you know, are just examples of stories that are on the rise, in my opinion. And they're going to keep growing over time. And as I've said before, do not be surprised. Do not. Do not, as I would say, be surprised if they end up, you know, gain, gaining the attention of it seems streaming services to be brought to life as, let's say, an adult animated series. Don't be surprised. Uh, anyway, but anyway, yeah, I think they're on the rise and they're just going to keep growing over time. But anyway, next up, the last topic here. Today, last topic here today, we're going to talk about very strange fetishes to make their presence known in adult films, animated, live action in the very near future. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I, I touched upon this, like I said, very, you know, I touched upon this more so in a Patreon exclusive video. But yeah, there are certain adult very strange fetishes out there that, you know, from what I've been told, you know, people have used, you know, certain software and technology to bring to life. Yeah, they have. People have told me that the UB, and I think a lot of people know which one that is, has been brought to life, you know, to animate, to people using software and it's real people that the making this happen in, you know. So they're using the software to make it a, look real and kind of blend it together. They have it done in SFM CGI animation, or you know, and stuff like that. And it's not just UB; it's as it's the SV as well. And the SV, of course, is the other way around. Um, I'll put it like this. This is what SV is about going, you know. Um, and there's been, again, same thing. SFM CGI animation, from what I've been told. You know, real life people doing it with the addition and the help of a certain CGI SFM software. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to, to know about, to hear about that, to, to hear about that being a reality. But it's not just that either. Not just that either. Now, from what I've heard, actual adult films have started to go this route as well. They have. You want to know what I mean? Several years ago, several years ago, and somebody pointed this out to me, there was an adult film that got shown late at night on one of the premier networks. I think it was Showtime or HBO, HBO or Cinemax. They can't remember. It was one of the one of the three. And they told me that it had to do with invincible. It had to do with invisibility. And I'm thinking, okay, a guy goes invisible. That 
<laughs> it makes sense. And they said, nope, it's not a guy. And it's a girl. And she has fun with it. She has fun with it, not just with guys, but with gals. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Really? It, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And this is something that I didn't think they would ever do from what people have told me that they would ever do in anything like that, especially adult films that don't have a high enough budget. Yet that here they are, they're doing it. And this is why I believe these strange fetishes that I've mentioned from the UB, the SV, to the absorb. Yes, there is absorb. To the melting, to the fusions and all that. You know, that are used as strange fetishes for, uh, from what I've been told, adult web comics and fiction stories and all that. This is why I believe, honestly, we are now in a day and age where it's going to potentially happen where you'll start seeing these creep in to the actual adults' films that get shown late at night on places like Showtime, get shown late at night on places like Stars, get shown you know, throughout 24-7 on all these in-demand adult erotic you know, um, channels. You know, this is why I believe it's going to become you know, a reality. It's by slowly creeping itself in. And you don't believe me, that's fine. Because I don't think it, I don't think honestly it could happen either. But if if you have a character, male or female, now being invisible when this happens, it's like, really, really that they're going to go this far, really. And the and the invisible woman one came out like not even that long ago, from what I understand. So they had the ability to do it. But again, it's like, what? It's like, it's like, it just blows your mind. But again, this just, this just tells me, honestly, that this kind of stuff is on the rise. Again, we are now in a day and age where even a studio that is low budget in its filming sometimes, well, maybe not totally low budget, but at a certain budget to where it's not like a mega, it's not like, let's say, at the budget levels of an avatar or anything like that. I could see some I could see a studio like that incorporating this kind of stuff. I could see them spending the money to make it happen. And I know it sounds strange to some people, but it's a fact. It is a fact that they could make it potentially happen. I mean, look at look at the invisible kid. It was filmed on a low budget, and you could see it, but they did great. They did great with what they got. And it made it look believable. So you can only imagine what they would do, what an adult film studio could do that has a good enough budget to get the kind of software to make the UB and the SV part of the story. And guess what? You don't believe, again, you don't think it'll get there. It will. It will get there. And these are strange, and these are the kind of fetishes that are so strange. Like I said, you wouldn't think they'd be in a story like that, but they will be. They will be. And that's a fact. That is an absolute fact. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I believe. I believe it's going to happen. I believe in the near future you're going to start hearing people saying, yeah, I took a chance to 
watch this adult film and I saw this happen and I, it blew my mind. It surprised me. I didn't think they would do that. So anyway, though, guys, that's that's about it for that topic. And that's about it for today's topics on my mind for today. Good Friday, the April, um, April 2nd, 2001. Um, hope you all enjoyed what I had to say here. Thank you to those that joined me in the live chat throughout this. Really appreciate it. Again, check me out at patreon.com slash bwroses. $1 tier gets you a shout out and recognition list, just like New Jersey artists and Mandu. A $3 tier gets you that shout out and recognition, as well as it gets you video exclusive content you can't get anywhere else except on Patreon and on divanart.com under BVW1979 if your divanart account is under mature settings. So anyway, though, guys, like I said, thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. Hope you all have a great Easter. Take care. Stay safe. Get vaccinated if it's available in your area. And I will talk to you all later. Peace out. Take care. Happy Easter. I'm done. Thank you all for watching. I might be back with another live stream later, but we'll see. Talk to you all later. Peace.